Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fan Sighted. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. Today, uh, we're going to share some of our top picks for the Golden Globe nominations, which are uh, going to be announced February 3rd. But first, we want to uh, share a few shows, 10 shows and movies uh, that you guys should be watching this week. So, Cody, take it away with your five shows slash movies that people should be watching this week. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of exciting shows to watch. Uh, I've kind of got a hybrid list this week. So the, the first item I'm kind of looking forward and recommending this week is 911 Lone Star, which is airing its crossover event with 911 on Fox on February 1st. Uh, it's interesting to me that they're doing a self-contained episode instead of doing like a two episode crossover between the two show. But I'm really curious to see how the cast comes together. It's always fun when shows get to do crossovers and you get to see the characters from two different exactly. separate series <laughs> interact. And I'm like, this should be interesting. I don't care that it's only an hour. Let me have it. And then we got the Tiffany Haddish presents They Ready, which season two drops February 2nd on Netflix. I feel like now is just like the perfect time or just any time really for like an extra comedy and like the stand-up specials. Um, Netflix really delivered with the first season. And so I'm really curious to see how the second season goes. Um, it's definitely sure to bring the laughter, which I think is always a nice little break from the drama of the real world. The third show is one that actually just recently dropped. It's Blown Away, which is Netflix. It's a Netflix original and it's about glass blowers and it's kind of like a competition series where each week they get a different challenge and they have to create glass, uh, glass art inspired by it. It's kind of one of those under the radar ones. Like I didn't expect it to get renewed for a second season just because there was like no buzz. And then season two just dropped out of nowhere. It's only like 10 episodes. They're half hour episodes, which makes it super digestible. You can binge in it a whole weekend like I did. Then we've got Black Lightning, which season four is going to be coming on February 8th. So what better time to dive into the first three seasons on Netflix do a little catch up. It's been a, a pretty long hiatus between the show. Uh, so it's always kind of like that nice refresher to go back, see where we last left off. Plus it's it's final season. So if there's any better time to catch up and get ready to watch live, it's now. And then I think the last thing that it would be remiss to mention is The Equalizer, which is premiering February 7th after the Super Bowl. It's CBS's new drama starring Queen Latifah. It looks really like high octane and like really intense. I'm really curious to see what she does because the last show she did was, of course, the singing show on Fox. Um, so definitely two different genres going from like a musical like thing to this drama and a lot of action. But I'm a fan of like anything Queen Latifah does usually is really good. She brings like that perfect balance of like the drama, you know, the drama. And then there's also the comedic elements that she brings just from having that comedy background. And so I think that's that should definitely be a big hit for CBS. And it definitely never hurts having like a post Super Bowl show like to get introduced to like when everybody's watching sports, here's this like big audience and then we go from there. So those are my five picks from the week. Bryce, what are you looking forward to this week? It's going to be a big week. You switched it up. I did all Netflix stuff. Um, so on I think Friday, February 3rd, um, Firefly Lane starring uh, Catherine Heigl comes out. I think I haven't seen it, but it seems like it's going to be kind of Virgin River, Sweet Magnolia's kind of like heartfelt romantic show. 
which have been super popular on Netflix. So I, I, I know a lot of people will be checking that out. Um, I, this weekend, watched both seasons of a show called Dream Home Makeover. It's this couple from, like, Salt Lake City who just, like, design houses and, like, remodel rooms and stuff. And I don't really like shows like that, but, like, it just was, like, easy watching. And so I just watched, I think there's, like, 10 episodes or something. Just watched all of them in the weekend. And then this week I started watching... Um, New Girl, because it was in the news recently. Well, not news. It was on social media. Some people talking about Nick Miller. And it remind, it gave me some good feelings of when New Girl was on TV. So I just started rewatching uh, that on Netflix, which is super funny. And then um, for fo- my fourth pick, uh, Lupin, which is a French Netflix original series um, that is like topping the charts all over the world. Was It just was announced that the second half of the first season is going to be released on Netflix this summer. So I'm super excited for that. Um, so if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out, though. And then on February 5th, um, Netflix is releasing Malcolm and Marie, which is like an award season favorite with um, Zendaya and John David Washington. So I'm really excited for that, too. So those are my five picks, though. Have you are, are you looking forward to any of those of mine, Cody? I feel like the Firefly Lane definitely has like the potential because of its like kind of tone, like you said, with like the romantic kind of drama, having that early February release. I could see that one taking off around Valentine's Day. And exactly. then I definitely agree with Malcolm Marie. I think that's like a perfect, it's going to be interesting because isn't it filmed as almost like a noir, like the black and white kind of look instead of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't remember who, it was supposed to be a theatrical release, um, but because of, you know, COVID-19, they're not uh doing a lot of that so netflix is stepping in and buying all of these like award season favorites and i think that i don't know because i haven't seen it but from the buzz it looks like it's going to be one of netflix's best movies of the year and then uh definitely a favorite to be uh i think it's i think it's able to be part of the golden globes i'm pretty sure but i'm not positive um if so It'll it'll be nominated. If not, we'll see it next year nominated. I guess it's a it's weird with the dead the deadline's interesting this year. So yeah, so uh, let's uh, move on and talk about the Golden Globes. Then, um, what do we know, Cody? When when is it? Who's hosting? What channel do we have to watch on? So this year's Golden Globes are going to be on NBC, which I believe is like standard. I think that's always one that NBC gets. Uh, they were originally, of course, always usually in January, but this year we get them February twenty eighth. And we actually get the return of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as hosts, which I think is going to really help the show just because like, I feel like I can't remember the ratings exactly, but I know that it was always like a hit when they co-hosted, which we saw in SNL, they have perfect chemistry. Like you can't think of like when it comes to comedic pairs, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are like one of the first ones that come to my mind just because they have a such natural, like back and forth banter that works so well for an award show. And this year's going to be one of those like weird because we're, we, I don't believe they're going with the live audience. So it'll be something similar to like what the Emmys did where we'll have them in like a studio of some sort. And I think they're going to have like some kind of live guests, like they had the presenters for the Emmys, but it won't be the same with like the full, you know, all the, all the nominees, all their (laughs) families. And so it's like, I think that'll be helpful having Amy and Tina because of course SNL films with a live studio audience, but it's a smaller audience anyway. So like they're used to working on like smaller crowds and like, just having that partner too, I think is going to be better having a co-host instead of like, they kind of thrust Jimmy Kimmel into it as like solo and then like threw random celebrities his way. And like the bits fell flat. They did fall flat. I think I remember it wasn't there something with like a fire. Did like Jennifer Aniston start a fire or something on accident or on purpose? I can't even remember, but 
Yeah, I remember it was. I'm. I think I'm more excited about Tina Fey and Amy Poehler just kind of like going rogue during this like live TV event where there's like no audience to like play off of basically. So they'll just have to. I don't know, just go out there and do their thing, which I think everyone wants to see. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the funny is because you hear so much like with comedians, they, they play off of the audience. And so the fact that their audience is going to be one another, I think should be really interesting because I think that'll bring us more humor and like more of that like wit. Um, I know I'm really curious to see how the opening monologue goes. That's always like a favorite when you watch any award show, like seeing, yeah. you know, it's different because you kind of like them roasting a celebrity and then seeing their reaction right there in the crowd. And of course you don't have that with these, you know, virtual events, but it should definitely be interesting. There's a lot of nominees to be excited about, which I guess is a great point to pivot into. Who are your early favorites? So I think I was just like thinking what were the shows that I enjoyed last year and that I could see they could get some love. And the first one that came to mind was Ozark. And I don't know like who exactly will get nominated. I'm hoping Julia Garner does. Uh, She plays Ruth in the series. She was really good in season three. Um, Tom Pelfrey, who most people will recognize from Marvel's Iron Fist. Um, was really, really good in the season. I hope that he gets like, I don't know what category he'll qualify under, whether he's supporting or if he's technically like a guest. Um, But he should get some love. And then Laura Linney and Jason Bateman are always in the conversation um, for that. I think Ozark was Netflix's best show last year. Overall, season three, it got so much better than the first two seasons. And so I hope the Hollywood Foreign Press Association who picks the nominees gives that show a little bit of love. And then for my second show, this is kind of a dream nomination for me because I don't think that it's actually going to get much love. The Boys on Amazon. It's like my favorite show right now, I think. Um, At least in the... I think I've probably said that about like 10 shows. It's my favorite show. Uh, But (laughs) I think that this one, it's just so like timely. There's really no other time that it would work like to have like a satirical take on like superheroes to where it like all makes sense and it's like funny there wasn't any Marvel shows last year or movies. So like it just hit at like the perfect time season two, which was like in like August, I think, or September. But that one, I think the performances in that with like are, are just so good and they play it so straight. And Carl Urban is one of my favorite, like as Billy Butcher is like one of my favorite TV characters. And so I hope that that show gets a little bit of love because I think it deserves it. What about you? Do you have any uh, dream noms or uh, one shows that you want to be picked for this year? So I think like my big dream and like hope is like, will Bridgerton be Shonda Rhimes like ticket back to the Golden Globes? Because right, yeah, he was like such a powerhouse. We saw like Grey's Anatomy was, which we're talking probably about in a little bit, was like one of those first shows that helped broadcast or one of the last shows that really got some love on like the broadcast end. And I think Bridgerton is like that perfect storm for her. Like it seems like it wasn't just enjoyed by audiences, but it had everything like, like the critics look for. You had a really strong story. You had a compelling cast. It was a period drama. And so I'm kind of unsure on what the uh, eligibility for like the show is. I believe it's eligible. Like from the buzz I've seen, it's been included in like a lot of people's lists as like dark horses almost. But I feel like to call it a dark horse, given how successful it would be, would be like an understatement. I feel like it's one that it just was such a good show. I, I think it helped. It was a shorter show and it came around the holidays when it was kind of like a quieter time. But I'm really hoping it gets some love. We'll see how it does on like the acting side because it had such a huge ensemble cast. I think that always kind of almost hinders the show because it's like, how do you choose who to put up in like the different acting categories when you have a big cast? 
but I'm hoping it at least gets some recognition, if nothing else, in some of like the more technical categories like costume set, and then maybe even the best drama we can hope. And I'm like, that's like the one I'm really would love to see. And I think the other one is just the Mandalorian, which it's one of those shows that to me, it's a no brainer to nominate, but then we've seen in the past, like these big blockbuster shows and movies, they don't always get that same love from the critics. And I think we started to see like, they it started to chip away at like the, the critics a little bit. It got a nomination at the Emmys last year. Nothing in the acting races, just for like the best drama. But I mean, that's like the one of the biggest races of the night. So like to even crack into that was like a big thing. So I'll be interested to see if we get any like more acting nominations. Like I'd love to see Pedro Pascal get nominated for, you know, playing the Mandalorian in the show. I'd love to see the show actually like win the best drama. I think that'd be awesome to see like this big sci-fi series. Of course, Game of Thrones, you know, was a powerhouse at all the award shows, but I feel like it was in its own like arena because like Star Wars, it was, it's, it was started of course with the movies and now this is like their big TV show. And I'm really curious, like hoping they can maybe start breaking down some boundaries because I feel like we should start getting into some of these shows, like the Marvel shows that are coming on Disney plus where they should be award contention. It shouldn't be, Oh, they're superhero epics. We, you know, we want more of like the critical acclaim stuff to me. Like that's what the audience is watching and they are really done. You know, they're done well. Like each episode of the Mandalorian felt like a little movie. Do you, would you consider if the Mandalorian didn't get nominated? Is that like a snub? Is that among the category of snubs? Do you think? For me, I think it absolutely is because I feel like that was definitely one of the biggest releases of 2020. And so not to recognize like what it did from a technical aspect, from the acting. I mean, to me, to be able to portray a character who wears a helmet like throughout <laughs> the entirety of like the show for the most part, I can be able to convey these different emotions. Like that's a huge feat as an actor. And like, I feel like that should be like these people who play off. Of, it's it's just crazy to me. Some of the stuff that goes into these works, like acting off of literally a green screen with like just these like random tennis balls and things for like markers. There's so much more that go in those performances that I think are snubbed, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of snubs. So which shows are you worried about getting snubbed this year? Hmm, That's a good, that's a good question. I it's, I feel like just overall that like sometimes with the award shows, it just gets like kind of like snooty and like the arguments about it. Like I would love to see like one time if they were like, Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale gets like a like a like a nomination or something like that. Like because I feel like that those actors like deserve like those are great performances in like their respective shows. Now we can argue like, is it like award worthy? But it's like in a way, I think so. Uh, Like what they're asked to do over so many episodes. Like I know Grey's is like one of the biggest shows on TV and has been for two decades and has what, like a handful of nominations, if that and hasn't been nominated in like a decade or I I mean, I don't even know how long it was, but a long time. It seems like it's just like these niche shows are the ones that get all of the love where I'd love to see some of the other like big shows that people actually watch get some and the performers get recognized too. Does that make sense? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think like if there's any year for that too, like Ellen Pompeo has been killing it on Grey's Anatomy this year with like the whole Meredith COVID storyline, I feel like. Exactly, yeah. There's like a year, it's like they're tackling this hard issue that's going on. They're doing it well. And it's like, feels like it deserves that recognition and really just broadcast as a whole. I mean, we've seen like some love shown for like shows like This Is Us, but it's been, I can't even remember, it's been at least more than a decade since like a mm-hmm. show that airs on one of the big four drama, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, 
Um, it's hard to rule CW in there too, because they hardly ever even get any love. I think the last shows that got any recognition there was Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And it's like, I'd love to see broadcast shows not be overshadowed so much because there's a lot of good performances on these shows that deserve to be recognized. Like Zoe's Playlist is another one that I'd love to see get some love in the comedies, but I feel yeah, like it's going to be overlooked by like some of those like bigger, you know, Netflix shows and even like some of the, the veteran shows like Blackish, which definitely deserves to be nominated. It's like, I'd love to see like some fresh, you know, faces mixed in there as well. Some of these like right. returning favorites. We're almost out of time. So let's just skip to um, some potential dark horses or um, shows that we're expecting uh, to be there. Like for me, like I've got like The Crown, I think is going to be a big one. Um, Cause like it always is. I think they've won several Golden Globes and I think Olivia Coleman won last year. So that I think that she could win the best, best actress in that. Um, like you mentioned, This Is Us could be huge. I would love to see like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's another one that like from Fox to NBC now and like a broadcast comedy that could be. Uh, but like on the list of like broadcast comedies, like where does that one even fall? I don't even know. What about you, though? Any others? Uh, I think I'm really looking forward. There seems to be some buzz about whether Viola Davis might get one last nomination for How to Go With Murder. Um, yeah. And I'd love to see, I feel like if there's anybody who can pull that off and like sneak into that category, because it's so crowded, the best actress in a drama race, but her performance as Annalise in like the last season was definitely award worthy. And I'd love to see her like cap off because she won for her first season and what better way like to end her run as like to win on the last season too. Um, so I'm hoping there, and like you kind of said, this is us will be one I'm, I'm watching and hoping kind of get some love. Yeah, the other one I was going to mention, Insecure, um, I think could also come up big in the comedy category. I think it's coming back for one more season. So that's one to watch. I mean, maybe that's like, you know how they do that, like on the last season of the show, they kind of like, we didn't get a lot of love throughout the whole time. So then they throw one, like throw them a bone at like the, the end. We've seen it in like the Emmys, of course. I don't know if it's happened in the Globe and Golden Globes recently. Um, and then I think... This could be a big year. We talked all about the TV shows. In terms of movies, though, I think this could be like Netflix's year where they like really break through. I don't know what you think about that, but like there just haven't been that many movies released in theaters and like a lot of them have been pushed back, the ones that we maybe see. So like a movie like Mank or Defy Bloods or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, like with Chadwick Boseman, I, I expect those, sh those movies to be like right there. Um, the Trial of the Chicago 7, um, right there for uh, in the drama categories. What do you, do you think that that's possible? Yeah, I think definitely. I think 2021 could be Netflix's biggest Golden Globe year yet because I think they're going to get a lot of love on the, the movie side. And I think we've seen a lot of like, there's early favorites on the TV side too. We know Ozark should definitely get some love. The Crown seems like a safe bet. So I feel like their position to have one of like their biggest Golden Globe nomination years I'll be shocked if they're not the top nominee, like after the announcements made on, on the morning. I hate that like it's super, so super early in the morning, like the, the yeah, nomination. <laughs> um, but it's like, I feel like Netflix is primed to kind of like lead the pack and firmly put their like mark on the, the Golden Globes this year and kind of be like, hey, we're no longer that like second afterthought. We're competing in TV and movies and we've got stuff that should be taken seriously. Yeah. And then like, you know, like there's a lot of success that translate to the Oscars, which Netflix has not had a lot of success there. So a big Golden Globes year. We'll talk about what it means for the Oscars in another episode. But I think that's about all the time we have. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.